Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab again. My name is Lisa Gumba Regis Ford, and on today's show, we are talking fashion and the cosmetic industry. Now, there is definitely no doubt that fashion coexists with the cosmetic or beauty industry. And if one had to leave the other, then I think the other would die, kind of like a yin and a yang. So because no one wants to die here, <laughs> we are talking fashion brands and realizing that a lot of fashion brands are actually increasingly expanding their beauty, beauty offerings beyond fragrances in an effort to expand market share through additional offerings in established markets. So the truth is that some brands have made this transition successfully while some brands have been successful with this approach, others have actually flopped uh, on their beauty offerings. Now, before we go into deep into this fashion and cosmetic talk, um, sitting sitting with me in studio is our senior trend analyst, Nicola Cooper. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Liz. I, I do actually um, have to commend uh, a gentleman called Darian from Superquick. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have actually made it here today. My battery died and he came to my rescue. What a hero. Was Thank it like you. A, was it like a Superman sort of? Totally. <laughs> and I made really lame jokes around super quick as well. <laughs> of course I did. Well, power to the super quick. I guess we are, you're getting a lot of love. Good for doing yeah, what you did you. and making sure Nicola is here in one piece. Now, Nicola, what are you wearing and what cosmetics have you also thrown into this look to complete uh, your look today? I am actually wearing my staple color of black um, with a little bit of a flounce and, of course, some really, really um, mofo heels or wedges. Um, at the moment, um, I, I'm going for a really slicked bob. So I'm using um, some Davines products, which are my favorites because they are all natural um, and yeah, my hairdresser treats me to, to products every now and then. But my staple when I go anywhere is a red lip. And today I'm wearing a limited edition Wonder Woman MAC Russian red lip. Wow. Now, before we go in further, I mean, you look, you always look good. And even if it's black, it's kind of like black in different ways. It kind of has a different twist all the time. Now, before we go in further, I want to just find out from you, Nicola, what are your, what's your take on fashion brands and the transition that a lot of um, fashion brands are taking into the cosmetic industry? What do you think about it? Do you feel it's, uh, it's innovative? Do you feel like um, fashion brands should actually just focus on other fashion brand elements and then let the cosmetic industry and, and world push out and, and work and, and focus on the cosmetics? I think it's a more holistic approach to a lifestyle trend rather than just a fashion um, trend. And as you know, I believe that fashion does not sit in isolation. It is a consequence of lifestyle. Um, so I, I don't think it's, it's a sort of a different from where it's at. Ralph Lauren has been doing it for many, many years, you know, including bedding and linen, linen and, and cushions and things like that. And the, the Ralph Lauren brand itself is built around him and his family and their lifestyle. So it's not really something new. I just think that, um, more brands are starting to see their consumers in a more holistic way to provide them the lifestyle um, rather than just an item. 
Mm. I came across an article by Sonia Benham on Babel around some brands that have actually made uh, this transition successfully. And the designers are well-known brands. She says they're synonymous with sex appeal and high style. And in fact, sometimes argues that these collections are leading the beauty industry when it comes to innovation. Now, uh, we'll just tweet the link up so you can look at it. But um, some of her six top were Marc Jacobs. Uh, there's definitely Tom Ford. Ford. There's Jason Wu for Lancome. There's uh, Tori Birch. There's Michael Kors. And there's Simply Vera for Vera Wang. Yes. What Have you tried any of those brands? Have you experienced anything around those brands? I have not purchased the, the brands themselves. Um, I am... A huge Marc Jacobs fan, um, and I follow him on, on Instagram and he has this lifestyle that, that is so inspirational and aspirational that, um, and that's one of the points, the key points that sells this. Um, and there is, you know, sort of Tom Ford and, and Tom Ford's lifestyle as well on Instagram and you sort of going, well, you know, I just want to just want a bit of that <laughs> and I think that's really where these kinds of products come in it's an aspirational thing I know a couple of years ago I bumped into the Kylie Minogue bedding range which was all blingy and girly and and I was like how cool because that's that's how she is. And it was all pearls and bedazzled and feathers and things like that. And I thought, what a clever way to incorporate her own personal style into something that a little girl could have in her bedroom. Mm, I, there's something like, again, back to bubble. Um, they are speaking about Tom Ford's, um, uh, cosmetic brand. And they say that on the opening night of his bagged off, um, Goodman boutique, the designer sold 52,000 dollars worth of makeup just on the night of the launch itself um so i'm very curious i haven't used tom ford beauty products i haven't tried i don't know if you've tried jason Wu for lancome but these people are doing so much and um it seems like their cosmetic lines are so strong that when we think about some of the most popular brands like mac yes they actually are giving them a run for their money well, I, I think it's very important that um, they start branching out into other avenues. As you know, um, the fashion industry is in, in quite a spin at the moment in terms of where it's going to be going with fast fashion, um, you know, sort of stirring things up quite dramatically. So, you know, as, a, as an additional branch to or an additional income – it makes perfect business sense to do so. Hmm. Well, we are talking. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, share with us some of your top um, fashion brands that have actually transitioned um, or expanded their brands in the, into the cosmetic um, side of the world. And um, in studio today, we also have very special guests. And I want to go straight into uh, the, the point. I just want to ask, I really love your red lip. What are you wearing? What, 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 what brand is that? It is Mac Cosmetics. Like I said, it's a, it's a limited edition Wonder Woman, um, who's my fa favorite comic book hero. Um, and it is the, the very classic known Mac shade of Russian red. Uh, I love it. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm a red lip girl here. It's beautiful. It looks stunning. Thank you. So we're going straight to um, 
matters, and we're definitely talking fashion and the beauty industry. Uh, we've got special guests today, and I'd love to first introduce uh, one of our guests in studio with us. She's internationally acclaimed um, makeup artist, Morag Stein. Welcome to the show, Morag. Thank you so much, Liz. Welcome, Morag. <laughs> Before we go further, um, I would just like to know what you're wearing and what cosmetics you decided to throw on to that complete this look. That lip color is incredible. Thank you so much. Um, so obviously I'm a makeup artist, so I literally... Um, people would think that I probably spend about an hour on my, on my face a day. Well, I don't. Um, this is literally a five minute slap bang, let's go makeup. Mm. And I always say that putting on makeup, it literally needs to become like making a cup of coffee. You know your face, you know what, you know, what goes where, what colors to use and off you go. Yeah. So what lip color are you wearing? My lip color is relentlessly red. It's from the retro Mac, um, or retro matte range from Mac Cosmetics. So it looks like Mac is really big in the house. Love today. Mac. <laughs> okay? I must say their lip colors are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then other, um, cosmetic brands that I wear is Catrice, um, makeup as well. So I just generally wear Catrice and Mac. And, and what, what are you wearing? What? And I'm wearing a Forever 21 dress. It was a good buy. Really, really sexy little dress. Um, and it's comfortable. I think you just need to be comfortable, but still look incredibly fashionable. Well, you look stunning. Thank you. Uh, for our mm-hmm. listeners, we are joined by, um, this is Morag Stein, who we are, who's a makeup artist. Um, she's worked in the fashion and beauty industry since 2006 and has acquired extensive knowledge and experience in the makeup artistry dominion. Through her 10-year career, she's been able to uh, be a brand ambassador for GHD and for cosmetics, namely the Catrice and the Caribbean Tan. And obviously, she's also worked on productions such as top billing, billing films such as Alison, for publications such as GQ magazines and a couple of fashion weeks, just to name a few. So welcome to the show, Morag. Um, like we like to do, we like to jump straight in. <laughs> First of all, congratulations for making it in 10 years of making sure we look stunning for our roles in life. Thank along you. with your brand ambassador role for the GHD and cosmetics. Thank Could you just you. share with us a, a quick snapshot of your journey up till now? Wow, um, it's been an incredible journey, actually. Um, just to go back 10 years ago, I actually um, studied special effects makeup, so not beauty at all. Um, and, you know, in this country with, um, you know, filming and that, there's not really a money-making industry out of special effects. Yes. So went into beauty makeup, um, started working at MAC Cosmetics. Um, and I was there just under five years and then um, just started developing my brand. Um, I worked for Head to Toe Makeup and Hairstyling School for three years where I actually taught makeup and hair. Um, and yeah, those artists that I've taught have excelled beyond in the industry as well, which obviously makes me really proud that I taught them and got them to where they are. Hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, it's just, I think the people that I've met in the industry have just been amazing and supportive and I've kept my clients. Um, I think loyalty and sort of respect for each other in this industry is huge. Um, and also just reliability um, as a makeup artist to your clients or as a stylist, you know, anything. As long as you look after your clients, they'll stay with you and they'll support you. A uh, question, Morag, hmm. uh, but first a little anecdote, a personal anecdote. <laughs> I had an imaginary friend growing up, and her name was Morag. Really? So when I got I'm to, yeah, when I heard your name this morning, I was like, "Wow!" You're like your friend is and here. Very, very unusual <laughs> she's come name. To life. 
But um, I'm a very late bloomer. I did not wear makeup um, until later on, uh, much later on. Um, I think because I'm sure, Liz, you know, when you model, people put makeup on <laughs> for you. <laughs> you don't get used yeah. to doing it yourself. And I only started learning how to do it for myself and what was right. Do you offer sort of an individual teaching course on how how to put on the correct makeup and that kind of thing uh, in your career? Absolutely. Um, it's very important um, to, to offer this service. Um, you know, a lot of the time when I'm doing celebrities' makeup, I often get tweets and questions of what products did I use? How did I do this? Why does it look like that and not when I do it, you know, or whatever the case is? So absolutely, I do offer personal um, private makeup lessons, and those are available. If you just go on my social media pages, all the information is on there. So you could teach me how to do wing eyeliner? Absolutely, in five minutes. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Awesome. Wow. You know what? We are definitely talking fashion and the cosmetic industry, and it would be not fair if we did not have our other guest also joining us um, in this interesting conversation. So we have Candice Lee Canamere, who is a fashion and beauty obsessed writer, <laughs> stylist, personal shopper, public speaker, and loves, loves the beauty and fashion industry. She spent the last 15 years working as a specialist um, fashion and beauty editor for top fa South African fashion um, publications like True Love, Destiny, Sari, Fair Lady, and obviously has started In My Bag, and we hope to get in her bag shortly <laughs> to share all the fashion and beauty knowledge she's gained over these years. Welcome to the show, Candice. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Was that a nice intro or what? <laughs> <laughs> like, intro. if we go home, should we just go? <laughs> <laughs> it was outstanding. Well, congratulations on 15 years of painting the fashion industry with your touch of style, using everything you know about fashion and beauty um, over the years. I've heard it is the baddest blog in the uh, mm. Southern Hemisphere <laughs> And I also feel a bit guilty Because um, I never have time To really get in To find what's going on um, Through blogs But today I actually got A very pleasant surprise I love what you're doing Congratulations Keep going We would love We love to uh, To be behind you And we also love to talk to you today Now could you just share with us Some more background Around your work in the industry As a beauty editor In some of the big publications All the way to your blog In my bag. <laughs> sure. So um, I started, uh, doing, I first started um, in magazines doing fashion and then I started as a beauty editor in 2004 with Sari Magazine. Basically what my job entails is receiving hundreds upon hundreds of various beauty products, trying them, writing about them, formulating stories. But what I mostly aim to do is just help women sort of navigate what is a very overwhelming um, thing, you know, purchasing the right products. And I just want to, because there's so much out there, I just want to help women make the right choices. Um, yeah, so I started off at Sari Magazine, like I said. I then moved to Destiny, Destiny Magazine, when um, when Kenny started it, so way back, I think it was in 2000 and. 2007 or 2008, I can't quite remember. I had worked with Kenny previously on True Love. Um, and then from Destiny, I moved to, to Cape Town and I became fashion and, and beauty director on Fair Lady. And then uh, almost three years ago, um, I left women's magazines and I started my blog in my bag. Um, Candice, um, it's Nicola here. How are you doing? 
cry getting you. Good, thank you. Um, I admire your your bravity on your blog. Um, specifically, I know last year you you went for Botox. Um, yes. and you 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 sort of documented the entire um, process of it, and you were very open about something which a lot of women keep hidden. And I think you know it's a very real blog when it comes to to that kind of thing and and um where i say that i admire your brevity is the very fact that um you weren't ashamed to do it that you went out there to do it to to show other women what it was like and in conversation with you um in and around the industry, you've said to me, you know, you're not going to tell a woman to buy an 8,000 rand cream mm-hmm. when it doesn't work, uh, but well, well, uh, you can get a, you can get a liquid facelift for 8,000 rand. <laughs> well, 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 this is exactly it. Not only a liquid facelift. I mean, you, you can have threads, which can be done in basically an hour and it's, and it's almost similar to a facelift. It might be a little bit more than 8,000. It could be 10,000 plus, but still. But what I say to women is effectively no cream that you apply topically is going to give you the results of something like Botox or fillers. And a, a few weeks ago at my daughter's school, I had a mother come up to me and say, oh, Candice, I've just bought a two and a half thousand rand eye cream. I'm not going to mention from which brand. <laughs> um, because, you know, my lines around my eyes are really looking so bad. And I, I said to her, you know what? Yes, it's going to help with hydration and it might help with fine lines. But... Nothing is going to get rid of those lines. The only thing that is going to work and instantly is Botox. Um, and, you know, women are scared of, are scared of Botox. I often get a lot of them saying to me, but you know, Candice, and it's a toxin that you're putting into your body. And I say to them, one, Botox is safer than paracetamol. Just think about that. And I mean, how quick are we to pop a headache tablet with paracetamol? It's safer than paracetamol, paracetamol because it was developed for spastic children actually to to um, relax their muscles. So you can rest assured that it is pretty, pretty safe. Um, you know, and it's instantaneous. You have the Botox, you know, injected into your lines and instantly they, well, well not quite instantly, it normally takes about a week. Fillers are instant. Those lines are gone, you know. Same thing with fillers. Women say to me, but you, you know, you, you, you're putting hyaluronic acid in your body. Actually, hyaluronic acid is a substance that is found in our body. And um, essentially, with, with fillers, what happens is they last for about 6 to 12 months, and eventually the body just absorbs them and then releases them. Also, if you do have a, have a, have a bad experience with a filler, it can be re- reversed immediately. Morag, what are your thoughts on that? I absolutely um, and fully support you, Candice. You have no idea. I myself have had <laughs> Botox and fillers done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of, even with my clients, they're like, you're so young. Um, I'm 28 and they just, you're so young. You don't need it. You don't need it. But truth be told, I've spent a lot of money on my face. I had mm-hmm. um, skin problems growing up. And I tell you, the only thing that has worked for me is laser, Botox and fillers. So mm-hmm. amen to that. <laughs> it's time to come out of the closet. Wow. Now, can, can, I, can I just say one more thing? You know, also, the sooner you start with Botox, and I mean, I, I'm talking about sort of mid to late 20s, the less lines you're going to have because Botox can actually prevent those lines from forming. That's another thing that women need to understand. 
Absolutely, Candice. Um, I actually started at the age of 20, so. Wow. <laughs> I feel a bit left out on here. <laughs> but you know, um, I have a question for you as well, um, because you're an authority as well in this industry, Candice, is, do you feel that without the Botox, your look would not be complete from a style perspective? Do you feel like you had to do something because, like we said, it's kind of like a yin and a yang. You can have all the style in the world, but there's certain elements of you that, you know, if you're not properly put together in other parts, like maybe your face or your lips or your, do you feel like it's either both or nothing or what, what is your, what's your feedback on? You know what? I think aging is a very personal thing. There are women that fully embrace their lines and their wrinkles. And that is amazing. You know, I, I think after a certain age, um, you know, maybe sort of mid 40s, 50s, you know, one needs to learn how to embrace one's age and love one's lines and wrinkles. You know, you can't be young forever. So while I think it's really important that, you know, you put together stylish as best as you can, I think it's a personal choice Botox. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I started Botox when I was 40. Um, you know, uh, also, you know, aging is a very genetic thing. If your mother aged well, you probably will. You know, there are some women that, that probably don't, they won't need Botox ever, you know, because they'll have very fine lines or wrinkles. So I think it's about embracing aging, like I said, and, and it's, it's, it's a very personal choice whether or not to have it. Um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, what I have to say on that. There, there's a current trend that I, I want to ask um, you both about is that um, there is a current trend towards no makeup and the yeah. idea of an even complexion and pure lips and nude eyes. This even means yeah. sans mascara. Yeah. Um, and it was really omnipresent at many of the autumn, winter 2015, 2016 um, yeah. shows. And it's, it's really about... Um, yeah the imperfectly perfect and highlighting natural beauty. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I think I'm going to go to Morag first and then Candice will pick up from you. Okay, cool. Um, absolutely. The, you know, it's, it's actually been a trend for quite a while. I'd say for the past four years on the runways and every year it just seems to be coming more and more yes. natural. Um, the beauty of it is, I think for layman's terms, it's called strobing. So yes. you're basically using two shades darker foundation than your normal color, two shades lighter um, to highlight, to contour with a darker one. And by doing that, you don't actually need to apply foundation as well. So you get a very sort of more natural looking, cleaner look. Um, and trust me, those models always have makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a naked skin look. Um, and also... You know, just sort of finding out what your feet, what your best features are and highlighting those. Um, and also yeah. strobing is not contouring, guys. No, no. there's a it's major completely difference. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Very different. I feel like I'm in school. I just missed my, my, I didn't carry my, my lunchbox, but, but I'm learning. Okay. <laughs> Keep strobing. And your thoughts, Candace? Um, you know what? I, it is a big trend. It's effectively kind of what we call no makeup makeup because no model is going to walk down the runway with no makeup on. Mm. Um, so it's a look that re- relies very, very much on great skin. Um, and it is, you know, a look that is attainable using minimal sort of product. So yes, things like strobing, a very, very lightweight, a lightweight foundation or even just a concealer.
remember, you know, on, on problematic areas, like maybe you've got like a little bit of pigmentation somewhere. Um, it's also a look that relies quite strongly um, on eyebrows, which we see, which is a whole nother trend. I was to discuss just completely. about, I'm a brow girl, and I was just about to ask about that because mm-hmm. brows are so on trend at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, Nicola. I mean. And, and we see just product-wise, that's filtered down into the beauty industry. I mean, there's everything from gels to powders to everything you need to groom, you know, one's brows, even this new microblading trend, which is um, which is, is, is proving to be quite something. I'm, I'm not that clued up with it, but I've seen someone that had it done. Um, so it's basically, it's, it's like having eyelash extensions, but on your brows. Um, and it's, it's quite a Morag's indicating quite that she's actually had it. Yeah. So <gasps> tell, tell us about tell it. Us about <laughs> Gosh, you guys have so had everything. <laughs> basically, um, the, you, you get two different types. So the, um, brow enhancement, um, like the eyelash extension is where they literally apply a hair to every hair on your eyebrow oh to fill word. it out. Mm. The only problem is it is quite costly. Um, and it only, I've had that done. It only lasts for about a week and a half to two weeks. So a really great choice, you know, for a wedding or special occasion or an event. Um, and then microblading is, it's actually an old tradition of tattooing where they literally take a blade and they cut lines into your sort of into your eyebrow and then fill it with whatever color ink your brow is so brown light brown etc um i've had it done it's not excruciating (laughs) i am tattooed though so my pain threshold might be a bit higher i just think women women just do what needs to be done but i tell you it's it's literally life-changing the to the point that i don't need to fill my brows in anymore it's just so so convenient and i'm gonna have a moment for more eggs Brows because they are on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> so I now microblading. <laughs> so now I just want to now throw in my two cents because I've been quiet because I don't know where to fit in in this conversation. But the truth is, first of all, my take on the whole nude trend. Not nude. What is it? Was it? What is it with the whole no makeup but makeup? Yeah. yeah. No, no makeup, makeup. Makeup. Yeah. Yeah. No makeup. Makeup for me, coming from where I come from, and the fact that when we grew up, my Dad is just like an anti-makeup. My mom never wore makeup. Neither did we mine, never yeah. wore makeup. So we like I've literally like when Nicola was saying she only started um getting into this stuff later on in life. I also I think maybe from like my 25 30s is when mm. I started really getting into lipstick. Not I not bought, <laughs> I bought my first lipstick when I turned 30 years old. Okay, so here we go. So that's why I'm saying for me the no makeup makeup thing is just to me it just defeats the purpose. I don't know why it's a trend. Whoever started it should just go to the <laughs> Indian Ocean, take a swim far away and go away because either you have makeup on or you don't have makeup on and that's the end of my story and I'm sticking to it. And then obviously for me also with the bro thing, I just, there's just things I don't understand. But the good thing is we're all entitled to our um, ways of what makes us feel complete. Yes. So for me, my thing about no makeup, there's days where I wake up and I just throw on some eyeliner, some lipstick and I go. There's days where I wake up and I can actually roll for a day with nothing. Yeah. But I realize again that obviously we have different skin types we have different um personalities as well because yes. makeup is not just it's about your skin it's absolutely. about how you want to look and feel and mm. and i think exactly. it truly is when you wear a dress the reason when we started the show i wanted to find out what everyone was wearing and what makeup and why because obviously 
with Morag's pink lip and her dress today and will tweet the picture up. There's a reason you're looking like this and it makes you look good. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Nicola and her lip color and her black dress. Obviously, you're wearing it because everything goes hand in hand. Yes. So I just think for me, my parting shot today <laughs> on this no makeup makeup is wear it or don't wear it and stop calling it a makeup no makeup. Just call it, who started this thing actually? Like who is it? It's a trend, Liz. Candice, it's been so nice having you on the show. How, oh, can, how can we connect with you on social media, website? How can our listeners connect? Well, you can connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Candice Lee, L-E-E-K-A-N. Um, I'm also at Candice Lee Tan on Instagram, and then my blog is In My Bag Blog on Facebook. Um, yeah, and that's how you can find me. Thank you so much. Thank it's been great so having you, and we hope to be a part of your bag soon. And, oh, and I hope keep, you guys are. You definitely will be, and thank you so much. And <laughs> keep keeping you. it real. We, yes, we love we that about it. you. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you, Nicholas. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye. We'll be back after the break. I came across an interesting take um, around this relationship between fashion and beauty, but we've also got Nicola Cooper's trend report coming up, so we'll be back after this break. This is CliffCentral.com. I patiently waited for you for nine months. I would sit in my chair and talk about how I longed to meet you. I knew you'd be the most beautiful baby in the world. I was ready for you, but I wasn't ready for this. If you have a child in need of reconstructive surgery, Smile Foundation can help you. Visit www.smilefoundation.co.za or call us on 0861-276-453. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Wow, this is us right here holding it down in Fashion Lab. And we've been speaking about this beautiful relationship between the fashion industry and the beauty or cosmetic um, industry. Uh, we've been speaking to Candice Lee, Kanemere. Um, we've also been speaking to uh, Morag Stein, who is an inter- internationally accredited makeup artist. And we're continuing on, but I think let's just welcome Nicola with a trend report for now. Nicola, take us through and then we will continue this interesting conversation <laughs> okay well welcome to uh to or this week's uh trend report and um, we've been speaking about all the the lovely stuff but now we're going to be speaking about the real money behind um you know beauty and beauty products so um if you've got any questions please hashtag ask nicola cooper and again my handle for instagram and twitter is at nicola coop so if you've got any questions that you want around this particular topic please do send them through and we'll do our best to answer them um, with our in-house experts. Um, so despite the economic hardships facing the country and the strain on ma- mass household incomes, co- consumers continue to support skincare products um, and the competition has literally intensified with portfolio expansion, new entrants and constant promotional and advertising throughout the year. In 2015, the largest industry in the United States um, generated $56.2 billion. And of that, hair care was the largest 
component. Skincare is a close second and, and growing fast, expected to have a revenue in America of almost 11 billion by 2018 and the growth is being driven in part by generally increasing awareness of the importance of skincare but also specifically due to an increase in the market for men and we've seen that around with the developments around men's beard products uh, around men's skin products and then also places like Sorbet Man who have opened up specific spaces where men can go and uh, look after themselves but it is a highly competitive landscape Unilever South Africa continued to lead skincare in 2014 with a value share of 24%, followed by Avon, Justine, Beersdorf, um, consumer products with shares of 12% and 11% respectively. And other players in the category include Tiger Consumer Brands, Johnson & Johnson, L'Oreal, South Africa, Procter & Gamble, and Amca products. So it's interesting to see... Um, how these major corporations um, are making such an astronomical amount from um, from what is in, in essence our own insecurities. Um, I recently watched a series called Men Who Make Us Spend, and it is really driven, and, and the market is driven by the fear of aging or the fear of looking imperfect. Um, but they are mass amounts of opportunities for those within the beauty industry. And I'm just going to list a few for, for those entrepreneurs or individuals who are thinking about tapping into the beauty industry or uh, the beauty fashion industry. One, there, there are a number of trends within the industry that are driving growth and revenue. And, you know, at the end of the day, trends are there to drive revenue. We are there to assist you in making money. So, some of the trends are organic products and products uh, produced in sustainable and environmentally conscious manner. And as you know, our consumers are becoming more and more aware of the narrative of the brand and the importance of where it was made and how it was made. And it is certainly a niche market for many years but greater av availability of information around the benefits are increasing growth within this particular sector. Um, products and services focused on our aging population. Now, it's quite interesting because our lifespan um, due to medical development is increasing year by year. I think the the age that it has been predicted that we will live to is 125. Now, I did do a trend. <laughs> Nicola, I was going to say that's Tell a lot. Now. That's <laughs> a lot. But, <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's really what, what medical practitioners are predicting for the future and I did do a trend report um, for Procter and Gamble about three years ago um, entitled Mature Couture and it was about women who are aging but not aging like an old lady they're aging gracefully they are embracing their age and looking the part and even though these, these women are retired, they are not tired. And, um, and many of them have money to spend and they're spending it on themselves in terms of fashion, in terms of anti-aging products. They are really looking after themselves. And then products and services focus on babies and young children. Now I mentioned sorbet a little bit earlier and I, 
I, the reason why I'm mentioning them again is I'm looking at my ratchet nails, which are going to be sorted <laughs> just now. But what Sorbet is doing is, is an international trend that, that is, they do have a line that treats for teens and preteens, specifically facials around like blemishes and spots removal and things like that. So there are lots of franchises, including an American franchise called Cookie Cutters that provide an amazing service for kids and young girls. And, and strangely enough, um, Candace Lee's daughter, Miu, um, attended, um, SA Menswear Week with me and blogged about her experience. So, you know, we're seeing the younger girls getting involved in this. And, you know, we've spoken about this before. South Africa and Africa has the largest youth bulge in the world. So we're starting to target those young women who, who may have experienced um, some complexion problems and, and we're seeing, you know, sort of franchises like Sorbet picking up on that and offering a solution, which I think is fantastic. Again, men's products and services. This trend is relatively new, but it, it is expected to drive growth for years to come. Um, and what we're starting to see is like, ultra relaxation experiences for men, you know, where they can, where it's a kind of a reinvention of the barbershop. Again, in another trend, which I did for Unilever, Unilever around men's grooming trends, I referred to um, barbers as the new rock stars because it's freaking cool to go to a barber and get your hair done, get your beard trimmed while you're drinking a whiskey or a craft beer. So, what we are really seeing is, I mean, skincare and, and growth around beauty is increasing and the leading players attempt to maintain or increase their shares. Products targeting, and this is specifically to South Africa, um, products targeting ethnic skin tones are anticipated to continue to be launched over the forecast period of the next sort of three-year trajectory. So we're starting to understand, which I've been trying to tell major retailers for so many years, that our market is different to the rest of the world and that we need to tailor to the different skin types and the different skin tones that we have in our country. And we're starting to see a, a large emergence of brands that are focusing on skin types that are other than white. Um, and we are also looking at... Um, Emphasis on oil control, specifically anti-aging, and I just turned 40, so I'm so there. Hyperpigmentation and long-lasting hydration, specifically in South Africa, because we are a warmer cli uh, climate. So I hope those hardcore facts drive the really beautiful facts around beauty and those who are looking to invest in beauty or understand the, the beauty industry a little bit more. I hope you got some insights into that specific arena. And again, if you want to ask me any questions around that or our expert any questions around it, just hashtag ask Nicola Cooper and at Nicola Coop. And that is the trend report for this week. Wow, Nicola, I have a question for you. Yes. Seriously, I know I was going on and on about the no makeup, makeup, no makeup thing. Yes. But what is your take on it? I mean, do you feel like just why not just wear the makeup or just not wear it? Why call it makeup if you're wearing makeup, but then because it was done like it's not makeup, then now it's no makeup, makeup? Like, 
What's your take on that? Why why do we spend so much waste so much words and like filling up all of the spaces in the world? There's space for that. No makeup, makeup. Why why? Well, I think the idea is is that it is it it is money generation. Um, it, it really is a marketing and how to develop new products. So these looks are developed in order to develop new products. Now, I I use a highlighter um, on my cheeks all the time to to highlight my cheekbones, and I've been strobing for for a long time. Um, but you know, it is really at the end of the day, it is about making money. So, you know, we could have one shade of red lipstick, but we have millions of shades of red <laughs> lipstick and most of them I own. Um, so the idea is it's, it's money generation and, and so these new looks develop other products and looks. Mm. So, I mean, I think Morag's got additional uh, commentary on that. Just to add on to that, um, so I know it might seem like a no makeup makeup look, but from a makeup artist's point of view, it takes a lot of makeup to do that. To get (laughs) you looking like you're not wearing anything, let me tell you something. (laughs) There's at least 20 products that goes into that no makeup look. So I think it's more about perfecting. Yes. The look that it doesn't look like you're wearing makeup, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I mean, and as you were saying, Nicola, it's about, um, generating money and more products. Um, you know, I just want to quickly run through, like, just out of the, off the top of my head, if I can think of what goes into that. So it's your moisturizer, it's a primer, it's an illuminator, it's your contouring kit or your strobing kit. It's um, a natural tinted moisturizer or a BB cream. Um, it's a bit of brown mascara, your brow stuff, and a lip gloss and a face powder if you want to match. Are we going I to go? Are we going to go home yeah. now? Like it's, <laughs> it's a God, lot of going? products. No, that you know, it, it it really is a technique that um, I think a lot of people struggle to perfect, especially getting back to different skin tones in our country. And, and um, I think it's it's really aligned to what Candace was saying earlier. You know, it's about your skin as well and about looking after your skin before you start applying makeup. The 20 layers. Yes, mm. the 20 layers Absolutely. of makeup, no Absolutely. makeup. <laughs> and, I mean, the idea is, is that we do look after our skin. And, I, I mean, I'm often told that you know I don't look my age and that's because you know I don't I'm pale so I don't go out in the sun um and and that is an aging thing you know so it's it's sometimes Some just basics lo- it's logical thinking absolutely, you know absolutely yeah. um more I tell me um when you th- when, you know obviously we're talking fashion we're talking cosmetic industry what's your take on the brands that are actually expanding um into the cosmetic industry the fashion brands that we've always known as fashion brands, whether it's clothing or lifestyle, now really pushing into the cosmetic in- industry. What's your take on I that? I think it's absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, w- if we talk of like a Tom Ford, for example, um, his clothes are luxurious. It's, he's created this whole world of Tom Ford. And now to be able to buy makeup products and be a part of this world, mm. it, it's, it's really... Amazing. 
these luxurious brands. You it's know? like a one-stop um, shop. It's amazing. No, I Lifestyle think it's incredible. Shop. And I think that it's good that it creates competition in the industry for brands because it just means that we're going to be getting better products more affordable, you know, yes. all these things can't cost a lot of money because then they won't be selling any of them. So I think it's a great, um, you know, it's wonderful. And I just wish that we could have that in South Africa. <laughs> I just feel um, as a makeup artist, we're very limited with products in South Africa. So you think I have hope if I wanted to, ladies, do you think? Maybe? Absolutely. From a Lee's old brand? Oh, absolutely. Can, oh, yes. We can take yes. it and push it? In a similar yes. way to what Iman did. Mm. Yes. You know, it's, yes. I think it's imperative. Absolutely amazing. Tell me, Morag, you're wearing this look and the lips and stuff. Do you ever leave the house without makeup? And I'm not saying... The no makeup makeup. No, I don't. Okay. Um, so do you feel like you're not complete from a fashion perspective when you walk into a space and you say, my name is Morag, I am style. You feel like without the makeup, you haven't completed. Absolutely. You okay. know, um, my, my biggest fear, and it's happened to me before, is I literally went into the, the shop at a petrol station to buy, I don't know what it was. Anyway, and um, I saw someone I'd known from the industry and I looked like a troll. And I was just like, from that day on, <laughs> a troll, I will I never. Because, you know, you obviously I'm representing my brand. So when people look at me, they need to see, you know, obviously if my makeup's bad, they're not going to mm. hire me. So, mm. yeah. But what I love about you ladies is you look so, it's not, it's not, you know, there's people who are just like, oh my God, who made you up? Because they really made you up. You look, it, it, it's fine. It's clean. It's mm -hmm. simple. I mean, I'm looking at Nicola's lip and it feels like that's the only thing that you actually have popping on the face, but it just, it just works. So it doesn't look draggy, if you know what I mean. Um, we are um, talking, our lines are open. We are on 0861 and um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We are also in Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Share with us your comments. Share with us some of the brands that you feel have really successfully transitioned um, from just clothing brands into the cosmetic um, industry. And I'm going to tap into our experts who are listening, specifically hair experts. And I'm going to ask you a question because since my head-on collision in November of last year, in the past couple of months, my hair has been falling out by the handful and, um, you know, really literally falling out by the handful. And as you know, before, if you've seen pictures of me, I had mofo country hair. So, um, if you do have any advice or products around that, I, I would love to, to hear about, um, any of those kinds of products or Morag, if you know any of them. Um, so as I said before, um, just getting back to skin, I'll get to you now with the hair topic. Um, obviously, um, I had a problematic skin um, a few years ago, and I can tell you the only way that I've actually solved it is by using natural products. Yeah. And by that, I mean raw, natural, bad tasting, bad smelling, <laughs> bad smelling <laughs> masks. Like, but uh, honestly, it's the only thing that has actually worked. Wow. Um, the same with hair products. Um, so I'm actually at the moment, I... Um, my mom actually pointed out to me that I'm starting to get these bald patches and it's from stress. Um, and I've it happens discovered to a lot of women. it's crazy. 
Um, and I've actually discovered a product. It's called Stinging Nettle Lotion. Um, it is available at sort of most health shops. And I actually just spray it onto the area where my hair is falling out. And my hair is growing back. Wow, it's guys. It's amazing. Before we go further, let's um, plug in and roll over to um, Edgy Benson with Echoes from New York. And then we will finish this hair story. But I love how you guys make it so simple. It's like you don't have to spend the world to actually get good products and get your hair or your skin or your face or whatever it is looking great. You can still spend a lot on Botox, but let's roll over to Edgy. Edgy, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Hey, Edgy. Fine. Hi, Edgy. So what kind of color lip are you wearing today, Edgy? <laughs> Neutral. <laughs> Edgy, it's nice to have you on the show. Um, we are obviously, I'm sure you've been um, plugged into our conversation around the fashion and the beauty or cosmetic industry. Um, share with us your echoes from New York. Today, I, I, I wanted, on Echoes of New York, from New York, I wanted to talk about the intersection between fashion and beauty. Um, just listening to you guys, um, I mean, I think between uh, fashion and cosmetics and beauty, it's, they each need each other so much that one loses complement without the other. Mm. Um, especially not right now as designers move more and more into into lifestyle. Um, like when, when they, when Chanel introduced, uh, uh, Chanel number no. five in, in the 1920s, I think it ushered in the, the beginning of this designers being a style maker and, and, and a beauty player at the same time, you know. So I, I mean, this, these two things have always been very connected. Uh, today fashion brands are, are just as, popular for their apparel uh, portfolios as they are for their uh, beauty and fragrance portfolios. Um, most major lines like Chanel and everybody, you know, they, they have a full range of beauty and f- fragrance lines that complement their, their apparel, their apparel collections. And, and designers generally, they become very beauty savvy as part of it's become a big part of curating their brand identities, you know, knowing how it's, it's, um, makeup, it's made, like how the makeup complements their design vision on the, on the runway. I mean, designers like, like Tom Ford, I mean, he is really particularly extremely good at this intersection between, mm. uh, fashion and, and, and makeup in the way that he's, his collections are interpreted uh, uh, on, on the runway. Um, I, I think a big part of this actually is because of the consolidation in the industry. As designers begin to fall into uh, into these bigger companies through mergers and acquisitions, you know, like if you a if your company became part of LVMH, for instance, you know, they have this huge beauty and and and, and fashion component that. So it becomes very easy for you to say, well, you know, I, I mm. can do some beauty because mm. you, you know, you, you have, you already have access. You have, yeah. You have access. Mm. They have labs. They have, you have access to, to, to this. You and know, you, you to, also to have brand loyal people that will mm. purchase because they, they entrust the brand, you know? Mm. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. I think mergers and acquisitions have become a big part of how designers become 
more and more. Our designers are moving deeper and deeper into 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 beauty because it just exposes them to the labs, you know, uh, you know, the, the beauty industry knowledge, and you know, so it, it's become important. Um, and also, there's a lot of. It's not just designers going to makeup. Makeup uh, and beauty is coming, coming to, to designers, them. you know. Yes. Uh, yes. yes, you know, like. You know, there's a lot of collaborations and partnerships. Mm. Um, uh, Christopher Kane does a line with Nas, mm. um, and you know, and mm. Jason Wu also does. Mm. Jason Wu yeah. also does one with Lancome, and and there's yes. a and there's a lot of that. And Edgy, what I love about what you're saying also is, even from a brand perspective, even just before getting to that stage where you decide you want to expand, there's still room to be able to play around and test it out, especially when you have activations like fashion week where you as a brand would then decide that this is my lookbook or my mood board for the girls this is how i want them to walk this is how i want their lip color to to, to, you know because you're really painting a picture of a woman and this woman has to be the woman that aspires or story is able to afford your brand and is able like you said it's a story so i love what we are talking about and um because we're out of time we're going to go straight into who would you want to address edgy thank you so much for your contribution um how can our listeners um connect with you you never really mention anything normally so today i'm just gonna throw it right in (laughs) what's your twitter handle (laughs) my my twitter handle is edgy benson edgy dash benson uh edgy dash benson uh Oh. That's my Twitter handle. Edgy, <laughs> really. I'm going to start with you because you're the only man in the house today um, because <laughs> Morwick's not here with us. Is who would you want to dress and why? And I hope it's not the neighbor <laughs> today. <laughs> no, it's not the neighbor. today. You know, today I would love to dress one of my contemporary fashion icons, but she already, I mean, Victoria Beckham, but oh. she already dresses in this, in this, soft but very strong new classicism that I like. So that's the one that I would love to dress, but she already does. She already dresses the way that I would love. Uh, well, she's listening right now, and I know, Vicky, you're listening. You just go ahead and holler at Edgy and let her, let him give, give let me give him a chance to, to show you what <laughs> what he means, you know. And Nicola, who would you want to dress? I would actually like to dress my new beau. His name is Dirk Fisser. He wears a suit really, really well. But you know me and menswear. I would love to get him a bespoke suit and just from top to toe. Nice. Morag, who would you want to dress and why? Um, Sure. I would want to dress Jennifer Lopez. She literally is my biggest hero at the moment. She looks, I think she's 47 now. She looks she 20. Amazing. Like she, she just looks 20. And blah, blah. And that bedonka donk. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. While the, re- while the renaissance is happening, she's like, honey, my booty came in long ago, <laughs> yeah. before the booty yeah. revolution. Um, I would want to dress, um, my dad. And I say my dad, Mr. Gumbo, because he's, um, He's very good with style. He takes risks. He's uh, about 70 now, but he looks good, rocking a six-pack like nothing happened. You know, like, he's really good, good charisma, good character. He's a gentleman, so I would oh, want to dress that. Classic man. Yes, classic oh, man. Sweet. Yes, but anyway, it's been great having you guys on the show. Uh, to all of our listeners, continue to... Uh, Tune in. Uh, we are on www.fashionlabafrica.com 
And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Continue sending out your tweets. Um, thank you for joining us. Peace and love. Thanks, thank Candice. Yeah. And thank you, Morag. Thank you. <laughs> Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com.